Welcome to Kulke, a podcast for all generations. Kulke means open. It means to be openly. And here at Kulke, we like to encourage all of our listeners to listen Kulke, speak Kulke, and think Kulke. It's Harpo. I'm Simran. And here's Nimrit. And we are back, bitches. <laughs> it is season two, episode one. Thank you all for so, so much for supporting us during our mini hiatus. August was an incredibly busy month for us physically and emotionally, mentally. So we really needed a break. And I hope that we've modeled to you that it's okay to take breaks sometimes in your life. If you have listened to us before, thank you so much for your continued support. But if this is your first time tuning in to Kulke, uh, welcome. We're quite the fun bunch and I'm sure you won't be disappointed. So, like I said, season two, episode one, what are we talking about? Well, it has to be something incredibly special to mark our second season. So today we are talking about brown girl guilt. So the rationale behind speaking about brown girl guilt in today's episode came from a post that I had initially made on my Instagram on It's Harpo. And the post just absolutely took off. It gained so much traction and so many people were able to relate to the post, um, find comfort in the post. And so for that reason, we figured we should give it its well-deserved emphasis and talk about it at length in a podcast. So before we get into the podcast itself, I want to read the caption of the post for those of us who either haven't seen the post or don't remember. So here it goes. Brown girl guilt. I pretty much experience this emotion on the daily. When my mom is cleaning and I'm not, when I sleep in later than 10 a.m., when I leave the house for a night out or someone says, you're going out again, when I'm hanging out with a significant other or when I move across the country for school. It seems like anytime I do my thing, I experience a heavy feeling of guilt. I call it brown girl guilt and not just girl guilt because I think this sense of guilt is quite specific to us brown girls. And I obviously don't claim that all brown girls feel this. We feel guilty for doing things in the name of ourselves all the time. For me, it comes as a direct result of years and years of seeing the women in my circle sacrificing their own needs and wants for the sake of others. It comes from the 10,000 pound weight placed on my tiny brown girl shoulders of all the million things a brown girl is supposed to do and be. It comes from the micro minute moments here and there that always remind me of my place as a woman. I can't formulate a nice clean sentence that encapsulates just how the brown girl guilt came to be, but I know it's a feeling that myself and so many other brown girls know to be true. It's something I feel every single day. But I can't help but wrestle with this. If I'm so bold, badass, and rebellious, how do I still experience brown girl guilt? Does it ever truly go away? And how does one unlearn it? So just to give you some context on how popular this uh, Instagram post got. And I'm not just saying that because I'm trying to show off my (laughs) own Instagram clout. Um, Over 11,400 people viewed this post. Uh, 1.5K people liked the post and 449 people saved the post on their own Instagram account. So it got a lot of attention. So while my Instagram post kind of briefly discusses um, just what brown girl guilt is, it's it's an internal feeling, it's a feeling we feel inside, Um, but all of us experience it in so many different ways. So I'm going to throw it back to my lovely (laughs) co-host, Sim and Nimrudanti. 
How do you experience Brown Girl Guilt? What do you think about Brown Girl Guilt? I think that you described it perfectly in your post. Also, I just want to say that what really speaks to me about, like, the number of people that viewed it, liked it, looked at it, saved it, is how, like, deeply it affects so many people. It's a little bit much. It's just, I don't know. I have this whole, like, if it's so, like, pervasive, is that the right word? Like, Mm -hmm. if it's such a thing... Mm -hmm. Why do we continue to let it be a thing? If there's so many people that are, like, looking at it, engaging with it, like, I'm sure your comment section was, like, going a little bit ham, right? Like, people were talking about how this is, totally resonates with them because it's how I felt as soon as I read it. Why does it keep happening? And to this, I say, because maybe from personal experience is how I feel, it's so internalized that it becomes ingrained in you to the point where you don't even realize and by you I mean me that um it becomes it for me it's become a standard to wit for which I like criticize myself or a standard of mm. like evaluating my behaviors actions thoughts feelings emotions everything so that's how I feel it pretty much like you said all the time every day and I think the line that really hit me was like when you said like the ways that you're reminded of your place as a woman mm-hmm. like yeah yeah I felt that <laughs> like snaps fingers yeah <laughs> seriously I don't know that's a lot how do you experience it though Simmer? same ways like when people like say something or don't say something or you get a look or you get this or sometimes it's like I even I do it to myself, I think. Okay, so I we had this thing, so I had this yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I had this like interaction where and I've talked to you about this, I think, or I said it somewhere. Um somebody came up and started talk we were talking about the podcast and they were like that's so cool and it was really great conversation and then they said, "Oh, that's your mom on the podcast. Like she must be really modern." And my the brown girl guilt that I do to myself in my head was going like like you know saying like this person was being nice and like saying these nice things but I was going into a whole like self-critical mode of like is that a good thing is that a bad thing should I be should my mom not be that modern like should I not be okay with her being that modern should I be less modern like what does modern even mean like what 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 like is that bad is it good like should I be more like this where why was I going into so many things of asking myself all those questions where like I am who I am and that's fine yeah like, nobody, that person didn't say anything to me. They weren't like, oh, you're too modern. I don't even know yeah. what modern means anyway. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, no one said anything to me, but, like, it was topic. already, like, in my in my own head. Yeah. I was doing it to myself. And I was like, they're just trying to make conversation and be nice about the podcast that is supposed to break these barriers. And I'm just, like, mm-hmm. putting them back on myself in my head. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like you internalize it. Yeah, 100%. Internalize it. It becomes an own my own criteria for myself. Even though out loud I'm saying, you know, to not live that way or not whatever, but then I'm being kind of a hypocrite, I guess, because I'm doing it to myself. And, and, you know, I'd be careful of saying hypocrite because what I think has happened is you've been domesticated. And that's a word that's used by uh, this author called Don Miguel Ruiz. And he wrote a book called The Four Agreements. And he writes about how parents... I mean, they're trying to do their best, mm-hmm. but they're trying to bring up children in a certain culture, society, which has norms and rules. 
And depending on the type of parent you are, Mm -hmm. you would instill a lot of rigidity and structure or following rules in your kids or a little bit less maybe. Mm -hmm. And then the the rules are meant to keep you safe as a child, but then they go over and they prescribe what you think, who you should be, what you should wear and how you should act, especially for women and in our culture, especially for brown girls. So there's Mm -hmm. a certain expectation. And then because you're young, those rules become part of your internal structure, your Mm -hmm. MO. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. had the same thing happen to me. So you asked me how I experienced it. I would say like in my early years, I really experienced it. Um, My parents told me I couldn't talk to boys. Yeah. Like I couldn't talk to boys. And then the minute I turned 21, they're like, well, have you got a boyfriend so you can get married? I'm like, where? So I was going to swear, but I have, I'm not going to. I was like, what the F? Yeah. You know, I was a good girl. I didn't, uh, you know. So I didn't have a boyfriend through yeah. university. And wouldn't that have been fun? Good girl as in like you followed what they told I you. I followed what they told me. So that you wouldn't have brown girl guilt. Yeah. And now, <laughs> now you get suddenly, it anyway. oh my God, it's all about finding some guy to marry. Ah. So, so I did have it when I was young. It mm-hmm. certainly, um, you know, had me act in certain ways. But good news, guys. It does go away as you get older. So as you hit different years, I mean, I'm 52. I just don't care anymore. It's like, I'm going to do what I want to do. I have actually had to put aside so many structures that were not life affirming Mm -hmm. for me. They were just keeping me small. That's what I see. It keeps you small. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you, you got to break those structures because I'm actually not harming anyone by living the way I want to live. Mm -hmm. My values are just my values and I'm going to lift them. Yeah. I really like that you said um, that it's it's structures because um, initially for me, Brown Girl Guild, um, when I thought about it initially, it, it felt like it was a lot of like it was coming from like parents or it was coming from your family. But in speaking to other people and like also when we were discussing this as well, you realize it's not just ever from your parents. It's from like, it's from the messaging you receive it's yeah. from the media. It's like, it's just, it's your extended family. It's like mm-hmm. other peers. Um, we regulate ourselves <clears throat> and our behaviors based on God knows what, like no, it's not just ever our parents, you know, that mm-hmm. will instill guilt into us. I mean, for me, a lot of my guilt does stem from my relationship as a daughter in a home, it, my brown girl guilt does come from that a lot, but it also comes externally too from like the rest of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very curious for us to get like very specific and get into like the nitty and gritty about some of our uh, very specific experiences with brown girl guilt. Can we think of anything? I mean, I can think. I like mean, something, but. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't think I got that much of that from you, mom. Because I don't, yeah, you never like, ah, oh, I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think it was, I think for me it was a combination of external, like, other people in the family or, but then also like what my internalized idea of what I was supposed to do or who I was supposed to be. And it's really weird because even then, like, it's not like other girls in my family or other people in my family are also, like, I don't know. what I don't know what I'm trying to say. But, Stop okay, again. so there's a certain way that, like, I think that, it, or I thought, and I'm trying to break that structure of the way that you're supposed to be, right? But at the same time, it was like I was battling two things because one part of me was like, no, I don't need to be that or I don't want to do that. 
And then the other part of me is like, okay, what parts of this do I actually still value or believe in? Or what parts do I like appreciate? Like, okay, if, if brown girl guilt is like, you're not supposed to go out or you're not supposed to do this, or you're supposed to be at home or whatever, like, just because I value, part of me values like helping out around the house doesn't mean that I'm domesticated or doesn't mean that I'm living into this or, you know, kind of like what a good brown girl is supposed to look like. I think that's the the, ba- the battle that I have that like also adds to the level of guilt because sometimes the guilt isn't like, oh, you're going out too much, whatever. It's you're staying you're being, in too Yeah, much. you're staying in too much. Like it goes backwards. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That, like, my brown girl guilt is sometimes, like, oh, you're being too domesticated and you're not doing what you have the opportunity to do and breaking the ba- the oh. boundaries you have the opportunity to break because you're in the position that you are and because of your privilege, right? Because I do have a That's certain amount of privilege. Because I'm a second gen living in this country. My mom's done so much. My dad's done so much, you know. It's, I have access to so many things and opportunities. But I don't, I feel like, I'm not good enough because I'm not doing what I could be doing that other people can't. Wow. So it's I think you both ways. Something like really interesting. That's really interesting. I never even considered that. Nobody I spoke to came up with that. Well, I'm. I don't know if I can talk about Shubnit since she's not here, but many times she tells me, "Mom, there's nothing to rebel against." It's kind of like you got to yeah. rebel against something. She tells me there's nothing to rebel against. I'm missing out, and I'm like. Because I do. I do what? Allow you guys to do a lot of what you want. So that's why I'm like, I don't think I get it from you. Like, I feel like maybe the, like, if you call the two different types of brown girl guilt, like, one is, I don't know what we would call them, but, like, one is that you're being too domestic. And one is that you're not being domestic enough. Let's say that. So I think the one that everybody was talking about and the way that we originally started with this, I get from maybe like family members on my dad's side or like you know when my grandma tells me not wear a certain shade of lipstick because it's too dark or something like I don't know and I never understood like I never grew up thinking that and then when I heard it from her I was kind of like what but like my mind I changed my lipstick it's not like I didn't change it I changed it mm-hmm. right so there's that side and then the other side I think is because Shamit's right we had nothing to rebel against but then at the same time like that created all these other like you know <laughs> angst and angst because I was like I'm not doing enough like I have access to all these things I could be doing all this stuff and I just feel like I beat myself up about like yeah that stuff you're gonna gonna get it no matter what happens yeah yeah I don't know that's why it's such um, a problem because it's so internalized it's your own mind half the time it is and it's also a lot about like feeling guilt just for doing something that's just for you like or like doing things for yourself so in your case it's like you're you're feeling guilty because you're not maximizing opportunities for yourself yeah but I feel like for me sometimes my guilt comes from maximizing opportunities for myself Mm -hmm. which is the opposite yeah Uh, I feel like anytime that um like I am going out and I'm not at home um or like I'm I okay so two examples of how I feel brown girl guilt um one is I feel it a lot about my like my personality and my persona and who I am as a person sometimes Mm -hmm. I wish just for like the sake that my parents would have it a lot easier I wish I was a lot more toned down and that I wasn't as expressive and out there as I am um not because I'm like not comfortable with who I am I love who I am but I sometimes look at them and I'm like wow wouldn't your life just be so much easier if your daughter wasn't like as crazy and out there and that you didn't have to be so answerable to people all the time like you know they're they have people around them all the time that 
aren't dealing with the same things as parents that they are because of who I am as a person. So that's one way. Um, the other way is how is like my relationship with my mom. So I get very, very guilty about not hanging out with my mom or like spending time with her because of her life circumstance versus mine. So I have a lot, I've been afforded a lot more opportunities than my mom has. Mm -hmm. And it's not just like, I mean, I'm speaking to my relationship with my mom, but so many girls also said they felt so guilty about going out and like doing fun things and like living their lives, um, like running amok Mm -hmm. while their moms were at home I feel guilty all the time when I'm like the only thing that my mom knows in this world is the four walls of her home um but I don't and so even though it's like great and I feel really happy and full of life because I get to do that I also feel very guilty that I'm not able to do that same for my mom and um you know there's a really good poem and I can't remember who the poet is but I will post it um, following the podcast, I, I believe it's either Rupi Kaur or Jasmine Kaur. I don't know. I can't remember. But it's something about, like, along the lines of, like, dear, like brown girl in the pursuit of, like, your own, um, like, your own freedom. Don't forget your mom or, like, trample on her um, freedom, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I feel guilty about that sometimes. It's a very, very twisted guilt, but it's, <laughs> I live with it all the time. And it's even, like, earlier when we were we were talking um, in our check-in and auntie was talking about something and you used a word that reminded me of my mom and instantly I felt guilt in my gut because I was like, oh, I feel like my mom also feels that way and it's so bad that I haven't checked in with her about that. Well, it's not I, my job too, but I feel guilty that I haven't. Well, the funny thing is, Harpo, so on the other side, I have this twisted, you call it twisted kind of guilt too because I feel many times that I'm doing too much and my kids are at home looking after the house, you know, because I travel a lot and I, I could travel a lot more, but I've toned it down to once a month because I don't want to be away too much because I have responsibilities around here. And so, so many times, even during the week, it's like I've if I have too many things planned, I feel bad because I'm never home. And that's that's that feeling bad of the guilt. And one incident, I remember when my my parents came to live with us 10 years ago, so... I remember when they first came, I was I had gone out at night and my mom used to stay up waiting for me. And I remember one day she goes, Menu Marnaya <laughs> You know, because I was like, I do you wanna kill me? Me having to wait up so late, I'm so tired. And I just looked at her because I've been living on my own for so long. I go, Mom, you go to sleep. I'm not gonna stop going out mm -hmm. because you need to stay up waiting for me. You go to sleep. And I kind of had to put the foot my foot down. Because there's no way I was going to go back to some other way of being or living mm -hmm. because my parents were in the house. Mm -hmm. So we had to learn how to coexist with new rules and new boundaries. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think what's interesting is it's like interesting. it's two opposite like situations, but like the same feeling and the same guilt is just daughter and mother mm -hmm. like flipped, which is just telling me even more that we put so much pressure on ourselves to like do it yeah. because we're making assumptions about what the other person needs. Yeah. yeah, and so so I should just talk to you guys yeah. and say, hey, is it okay if I'm like gone? We two, actually three have times a good time when you're gone because me and Shiv have like <laughs> not that we don't miss you, like we do miss you a lot. It's kind of weird. Shiv, he just like sits at the door on the Sunday night, being like, when's mom coming home? But like, yeah, I don't know because we have we work together really well. We have a good routine. We like we we kind of we probably actually are more like we do more when you're not here than when you are here and then you get jealous because like we've made all these dinners and you're like why didn't I get to eat that why don't you make that when I'm at home and I was like well you know certain things drive certain things but 
I think it's just interesting how the like the guilt that we put on ourselves about making assumptions and you know like you said you could talk to us and then you know Harpo like I feel what you feel as well like and I think that kind of matches into like the the backward way of the non-domestic guilt whatever the I don't know I can't keep them straight in my head anymore but like yeah I don't know you could talk to your mom talk to your mom and maybe maybe she's happy that you're doing these things because she didn't get to do them and that's why she did all the things that she did do to get you to a place where you could yeah and I think it's like a relevant um feeling for kids of color in general um especially with and you have parents that come to like let's say a country like Canada and they don't speak English they don't really have Mm -hmm. certain labor skills I think it's so it's so telling of like the second generation kids of how we just carry guilt um or on the on like like we carry guilt that has been transferred into us uh either implicitly or explicitly by our parents or Mm -hmm. maybe like not they didn't think that the parents the parents didn't actually think that they were making their kids feel guilty so to that point, I actually had a lot of um, boys and men also reach out and say that they also experience um, a, a feeling of guilt. Um, and I think that obviously it's a very important conversation, but I think it's a different conversation. So I think just as much as brown girl guilt exists, so does brown boy guilt exist. Um, but I can only speak to and be on behalf of brown girl guilt because mm-hmm. um, very obviously I'm not a brown boy. I'm not. <laughs> You know, I like to say I'm a, I'm a brown boy all the time, but I'm not actually a brown boy. Um, so, I mean, I want to I wanna talk a bit more about, like, the gendered aspect of the brown guilt, um, specifically as the brown yeah. girl guilt. And it's because it reminds me of this this one story that I, I shared with the two of you. And then I feel like when we, when we talked about it, it kind of clicked for us. Mm-hmm. So um, in July, we moved into a brand new house and we, we hosted an event um, on the Sunday that we had just moved in and so I made sure like I knew from like a week prior that we're having an event on our house on Sunday and then on the Monday I'm gonna have to stay home because I'm gonna have to help my mom clean on the Monday mm-hmm. um and so I made sure I had no plans on the Monday I had nothing to do on Monday I knew I was gonna make myself completely free and available I was gonna wake up early I wasn't gonna sleep in even though I was tired and I, I made myself available and it really bugged me that the Monday I woke up and my brother was not home. He was nowhere to be seen. He had slept over at our cousin's house the night before. And it was so enraging to me that I like just kind of like went off at my, both of my parents. And I said, as much as you, you know, try to have equality in your family and with your boys and girls, it will always, the inequality will always come up because Mm -hmm. Why is it that I knew that I was supposed to be home? It was my duty to be home on the Monday to help clean this entire house. And he didn't know. He, he, he just didn't He just didn't realize that it was his job to stay home and clean. Yeah. And also, why didn't you enforce it? When he came to you and asked, hey, can I go sleep over at X person's house? Why didn't you say, no, you have to stay home and clean tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And it seems like such a such a small thing, but it that's the shit that really pisses me off. Yeah. You know, that's the shit that gets to me. And that's the shit that, when people say to me, well, we don't need equality, we're all equal, we don't need feminism, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, actually we do because I experience small things like that all the time. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying my parents are bad people because of that, but it's just the expectation is so different. So I know if I hadn't been home on that Monday, I would not have enjoyed anywhere I was because mm-hmm. I would have been so guilty. I would have felt so guilty 
be for abandoning my mom and having her clean the entire house by herself because obviously like she was cleaning the house by herself you know yeah but my brother doesn't feel that guilt he didn't he didn't feel that guilt at all yeah so i'm i'm hearing two things here first of all brown boys have privilege Mm -hmm. right in yeah. our society they're just treated differently and there are different expectations and it's not only about they get to go out and the girls don't get to go out because of safety or whatever reasons it's they're just not expected to do certain things around the house and you're imprinted with that from the time you're born as girls yeah to help mm -hmm. um and so number one is because he wasn't domesticated that way that's why he doesn't have the guilt he just doesn't even know to have it mm -hmm. and it's just mm -hmm. not part of his world And so I really do think that's a parental obligation is really if you're going to treat your kids uh, the same, um, mm -hmm. you know, don't divvy up tasks based on gender. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the thing is, um, brown boys can learn that. They can learn to do their share. It's actually really very simple in life. It's just do your share mm -hmm. because girls go out and earn and do all those other things. Yeah. I mean, I remember when, when I was married, like <laughs> the first thing I did, and nobody had to tell me to do this. I got married. I used to iron my own stuff. I just started ironing his stuff. He didn't ask me. He was very appreciative. Mm -hmm. I didn't mind because, you know, it would take me an extra five minutes. I'm ironing a blouse. I'll iron a shirt. Mm -hmm. So... So there was all of this, like no one told me to do it. It wasn't expected of me. I just did it mm -hmm. because I was doing something. But then it became a pattern. Yeah. It became a thing that I did. It's like then they became that I did the laundry. Yep. And then my kids came along and I did laundry for all of us. Yep. It just becomes a pattern that's never broken. Yep. And never voiced even. And that leads to resentment. Yep. <laughs> I'm laughing, laughing because I did the same thing in my last relationship. What did you do? did the laundry did the cooking what? and the cleaning and the blah 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 but you know what i was so under this like because again like, they're so appreciative so you think the same like you're like oh it's fine whatever well, because there's because i think there's a difference between like but then this this conversation also came up it was like okay you're so appreciative whatever but then when it had become a pattern and i was like okay you're gonna come and put one fork in the dishwasher but like your phone's in the other hand and you're gonna be like i contributed like no you didn't but then also like why do i have to get mad about it like why can't you just do it and a couple times I just sat on the couch and didn't get up to go do the dishes to see what would happen it was like a little test and you know what they didn't get done he's like oh no I'll do them in the morning or I'll take the bin out in the morning and then would just like leave and go to work and not do it <laughs> and then I'm like so you're gonna think and then he'd be like oh no I'll do it when I come home and I'm like I'm the one who's at home right now like I'm not gonna stay home all day with the dishes in the sink like you know I'm gonna do them and you know you're gonna get out of it but you're not gonna say anything about it later <laughs> so it's not that they don't know so it's not that they don't know they know the guilt exists and they know that maybe they don't know the guilt exists but they know that the responsibility exists and they're mm -hmm. sometimes just really good at getting out of it and that also that like the guilt is so real that we just will end up just doing it right like for me i will bitch about it as much as possible to my brother but the, the guilt is like so if it's like if my mom has asked my my dad okay i i've thought about this so many times where my my mom will ask my brother to do something and he won't do it and I'll be super frustrated with him and I'll I will want to enforce that he has to do it mm -hmm. but when I see that my mom is very frustrated and she needed it done and he didn't do it I will automatically just step in and just do it because yeah. I feel guilty that my mom is upset mm -hmm. or that she's frustrated and then it looks poorly on her quote-unquote quiz kids 
not quiz, kids, when it should look poorly on her son. But yeah. I take on that guilt. For I think him. my yep. problem and my job. Yep. You know? It's like taking... And so, yeah. Yep. And so, um, I read this book that Auntie had recommended to me, and it was called uh, Fed Up. And it was um, about emotional labor that, you know, uh, by Gemma Hartley. And so I, I just very quickly went through my phone and found some screenshots of passages in the book. Um, and I think, like, when we're talking about the guilt, it also comes with emotional labor, right? So it, yeah. it's okay for me to, to talk about this. Um, the one passage that I really, really liked that I feel like made, made me understand, um, I guess, emotional labor, it was like, until the contributions that women make at work are seen as just as valuable as the contributions women make at home, the contributions that men make at home will never be considered as valuable as the contributions men make at work. Just as women need affirmation on both fronts, so do men. Mm -hmm. So even though women can go out and do as much as they want out in the in the world and in the workplace, because they're they're just they're like the the home is still relegated to them as their job mm -hmm. we'll never really we'll never really get rid of that emotional labor aspect because men can like take care of the kids they can take care of the responsibility they can take on the guilt inside their home but it's still never considered their job to be running the home yeah. you know mm -hmm. it's like when a, da when a when a dad says i'm i have to babysit the kids i can't go to the game today or something it's like yeah. they're Baby your children. Sit. You're not babysitting. Yeah. You're not being paid. Like You're you not. made them. That was your job. You're really not. And I think it's okay. I'm not gonna go too much into it <laughs> because we'll probably lose some of our audience. But also, um, I think that's a different conversation. Um, so, Anki, you said a little bit earlier that it it um, eventually, as you get older, it starts to kind of like diminish and go away, which is interesting because um, someone that I know um, who's in their 40s, I believe, or 50s. Um, said that it actually doesn't ever go away. It just changes from brown girl guilt to grown ass woman guilt. Oh, it becomes. So I'm really curious. Yeah, it becomes brown mother guilt. <laughs> if you have kids, yeah. If you have kids. Oh my gosh, I remember. That's the one thing right now that can really get me. Is if I feel I'm not doing enough for my children, mm -hmm. it can it can get me at any second, um, mm -hmm. any second. So it does morph. And I think the thing to watch out with the guilt is whenever you're feeling, so this is what I do, is whenever I'm feeling that thing, it's like there's something happening that I'm not happy with. So is it me I'm not happy with? Is it the other person? Is it the circumstances surrounding that? Mm -hmm. So it's coming back to checking the assumptions. Mm -hmm. So the best thing to do is just clear it. I can just talk to the kids and say, hey, you know, today I really wanted to do this or that. And mm -hmm. so what are we going to do about it? Mm -hmm. and, and work together. Yeah, because, you know, I think we went through this sim a similar thing of, like, like sometimes it was Shub not doing something and me taking on her guilt, or and even though we're both girls, like, it was a thing. Like, one of us needed a break but didn't know how to ask for a break, so would just rebel by, like, not doing a chore. Or it was vice versa. Like, sometimes mm -hmm. I don't do something and she gets mad at me now, which is a really weird concept to think about because she's my younger sister, but it happens sometimes. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But at the same... But then at the end of the day, I think, like, what we learned to do was just accept that everybody needs to do their own thing and like now that we're all like more grown up and you know Shub's more grown up and I'm grown grown up we kind of just work as a team to figure out how are we going to let everybody do what they need to do but still get the other stuff done mm -hmm. and I think we just come into an unspoken way of we have kind of operating like that maybe it's because we're all girls I don't know I know I don't know we had to work at it though there were days where 
I was fed up with cooking every day. Then we used to have two days a week. You cooked and two days she cooked. Yeah, and we like had you to, had like, to lay it down a little bit. We marked it on the calendar and everything, you yeah. know. And then, um, and it's it's morphed. I think as you've grown, it's morphed. So now we just don't do that anymore. I don't know if you like cooking better, but you guys make really good meals without even me asking. I think we've just. And maybe this is, I don't know, maybe this is another layer of the brown girl guilt thing. Because like like I said, I don't have a brother. Like, I have cousin brothers, but I never really grew up, like, super, super close to them. I mean, we were little, yeah, but, like, not anymore. Not when I had this interaction. But I think it really, all this stuff really came out in my last relationship. Because I was like, I'm doing these things because this is what I do at home. But I made the assumption that he also did that at home. It was Mm -hmm. him and his brother. And I was like... I made the assumption yeah. that that was also how they live, but it's not because they had a mom who just did everything for them because they're boys. And I didn't like, I think it didn't that, click in my also, head. That's also the argument moving forward now is people are always saying, well, you need to, and I'm going to use the word train because that's how I feel like women aren't treated. They're trained for marriage yeah. and for domesticity. 100%. Um, people need to start training their sons because they're marrying women who are like, Mm-mm, I'm not going to do it all. Yeah. And that's fair. Because someone asked me once, they were like, oh, do you know how to make jaw? Do you know how to make roti? And I was like, does your son know how to make jaw and make roti? Yeah. And if no, then don't even start to pass judgment on whether I can yeah. or not. You know, because it's just not fair. That's just not the world we're going to live in. No, Ooh. it's not. And that's I- a choice we're all making. And I know I have two girls, but for me, it was a matter of survival. It wasn't brown girl. It was like, you've got to know how to make cha because I need cha a lot of the time. (laughs) So someone in my life needs to know how to make good cha. And you've got to learn how to cook because you're going to be living by yourselves. And and you guys, uh, you know, had you doing laundry when you were pretty young. Yeah, I think mom... It, and maybe it is because there were two girls so like we didn't have like the the comparison aspect of it i hope that if we had a boy they would oh, also I would, try to make man job. i would have made both of you do that yeah and both of you do your own laundry so i think it's it's okay to learn it as a survival skill it's okay to learn it mm-hmm. as like i need to know how to look after myself but you're right harpo it needs to be both it needs to be both parties both but also i think um like your household is very unique in that sense that like auntie you did parent the way that you did and not all of us had that kind of parenting in our lives um when it what becomes guilt like what brings in guilt into that is when you feel like you have failed as um a woman or as a girl because you don't know those things you know it's um like I'm so sorry that I was so busy studying my entire life or that yeah. I was so busy in grad school that I didn't have time to learn how to make you know Toria. Doll. Toria. Yeah. straight up you know <laughs> yeah. and so I think guilt gets attached to it when you feel and this is what I mean as like you know like in my Instagram post where it's like when you're reminded of your place as a woman it's like mm-hmm. you feel guilty a part of you like the initial uh the initial feeling is always guilt Afterwards, you can feel like, oh, fuck that, or like, yeah, I don't care. But in the moment, this no. That. In the moment, that initial feeling is guilt. And I remember reading something where the first feeling you ever feel about something is how you were raised. Mm-hmm. And the second feeling you feel is always who you are as an actual person. Wow. And so the fact that our initial feeling sometimes to everything that happens is guilt is because that means that that's what we've been taught. Yeah. Um, again by parents by our community our families or, or whatever yeah. um and so the other thing that i want to like ask is how do we unlearn it you know how do how do you how do you realize now that this exists i think okay so to answer my own question before i throw it up <laughs> to you guys is um i think gaining an awareness on it is the biggest thing for me because now that yeah. i know that like i have these feelings and this brown girl guilt thing exists and um 
quite frankly, going to therapy really helped with understanding that I have these feelings of guilt. Um, for me, the biggest thing is having an awareness and realizing that, oh, okay, so that's what that feeling is. Mm, okay, this isn't actually my feeling. So I can very um, happily and safely make peace with this feeling and let it go because mm-hmm. it's not my feeling. Mm-hmm. I think for me, what happened was... Um, if I felt that I was now getting put upon or downtrodden, it would lead to resentment. And, you know, I had a lot of those resentment feelings when I was married, but after the divorce, it was just me and the two kids. Like, who am I going to resent? They were so young. They're not going to cook and clean and do all those things. So that was definitely my job. Mm -hmm. But as they grew up, what I learned how to do was not to quietly just do everything. So I very Mm -hmm. specifically learned, okay, they're old enough to do laundry. They're old enough to make a breakfast. They're old enough to do certain things. And it just grew from there. I think for me, because of where I am in my life, which is different to you, mom, I think that acknowledging it, like you said, and like understanding what the feeling is and labeling it and even having this conversation is really great. Um hoping hopefully maybe I'm gonna be more assertive I think that the way that I can unlearn it and want to unlearn it is to catch those feelings and acknowledge them as they happen and for me most most of the time it's it's through interacting with other people and even my peers I feel like I get a lot of my brown girl guilt from peers because and this is what I mean like the backwards domesticated thing because Like you said, I was raised in a certain way that was maybe different to how other people who look like me were raised, and that's okay, but then what I do is if they make a comment on it, I start to be like, I need to be more brown, or I need to be more like this, or more like that. And why is, this is another topic that I do want to talk about, is why is like this traditional mentality associated with being brown enough, or being a certain type of brown? if that makes sense. And why is that this golden standard of like how everyone should be? And I think that's where part of my guilt comes in because if like they're looking at me saying like, oh, you have a mom who was like this, you never got told that you had a curfew or you had this or whatever. And like, obviously I did when I was too young, but like at a certain point it stopped because of I'm old enough to make my own decisions. And maybe for some people that didn't happen or the guilt was there. And then I started to take on their guilt yeah going to back so to I guess unlearning you gotta, you is like smash your own internal i have structures. to smash my own internal structures i think that's where i'm at yeah i think also um okay why i really like you saying um it being about you and not about anybody else is because um, i think we can make so many changes in our lives by just doing the work within ourselves yeah because other people aren't going to change other people's people expectations aren't going to change their assumptions aren't going to change the way they want you to live your life even though it's not their fucking life is not going to change 110 percent this that is so important and i think that's so important for us to understand is like that's how we will take our power back by not holding other people accountable but holding ourselves accountable by being like you know what again it's like is this my feeling or is this somebody else's because the reality is so many of us live in families and homes where it we first of all we don't want to disrespect our parents no. we don't want to like flip them off and be like no it's my life like did anybody ever watch Yade in like in that one scene where like Sonia's no. like her dad's like my life is my life and then like <laughs> she like just yells at her dad and it's like that's not appropriate you can't just yell at your parents and be like well it's my fucking life fuck off 
you know so that's yeah I think it's it's I'm finding not, a not balance between like that. living your own life and understanding that you can still be mm-hmm. respectful of your parents but yeah. at the same time like they have to respect that you're a grown-ass person now and you can make your own decisions yeah and it doesn't mean yeah. that you don't love them and just I'm sorry you know sorry that we don't have the same expectations or we don't want the same things for my life mm-hmm. <laughs> but that it should only reflect on me right yeah and so like and as long as you're not point, hurting anybody as long as you're not hurting anybody you're not yeah. killing anybody you're not harming yourself what's the big deal it's okay it's okay. it's okay and to go and to go back to that yeah if that's not what we're suggesting right i'm never suggesting or advocating for like you just like completely like blowing off your parents but as long as you can understand um that it, it is internal and that those feelings are internal and because those feelings are internal then like the, the you have the power yeah. as well right yeah. so um i get to end it off you know this has been such a such an awesome comeback i feel like it's <laughs> so great i'm so happy that this is our comeback episode after our mini hiatus Me um, i just want to say to all the brown girls that you know what we have a lot a lot of magic within ourselves and um you know there's there's no way that we can't conquer the world we can't move mountains we can the world is full of infinite possibilities for us to just go out there and reclaim our power and to do everything that we want and we don't have to be constantly living with uh negative feelings like guilt and shame and you know um confusion so i want to end off by a poem that i've saved um by a poet that i follow on instagram her name is decor underscore decor is her um i don't know why i said it like that it should be decor <laughs> I said it in English last week. so i'm gonna um i'm gonna read out the poem here so it says women are taught to write letters books and stories to our future daughters the world we envision for them and the hopes we have for them perhaps this is because we have always been forced to raise ourselves into motherhood I pray we also find it in our hearts and bodies and words to write letters to the young girls we lost while being daughters of this world. I pray we heal them too. And I love that so much because it says daughters of the world and mm-hmm. that it's not attaching you to certain like people. Mm-hmm. And so for that reason, I'm going to echo again, I pray we heal them too. I, I hope and pray that we find it within ourselves to, to heal ourselves, to love ourselves and to honor ourselves.